much. That's not me. Welcome to Tuned in Town. Uh, my name is Devin, and I am your host. And with me today, I have Caleb. Hello. Uh, it is episode 33, and so in respect of, you know, number 33, we decided to do a Club 33 history. Huh. So that will come up shortly within Miscellaneous Matterhorn. Yes. Well, this is more of a history and secrets, you know, but... Yep. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. No, teenage voice <laughs> crack. <laughs> um, okay, let's uh, go ahead and get into Adventureland chat. Oh, goody! Shall we chat? Oh, yes. Let's. Okay, and welcome to Adventureland chat. Um, Caleb will start us off. Um... <laughs> You said that you had something that you were going to talk about. Let's see. Uh, well, oh, yeah. Um, we went on a winter camp out. Oh, yeah? Just, um, often known as the Klondike. That was really uh-huh. fun. We did it at a girls' camp. So we slept in cabins, not in tents, which okay. is always the proper way to do a winter camp out. Yeah. Um, it was really fun. We went sledding a lot. Um, we discovered the, have you ever ridden those, like, two rails, old time sleds? Oh, yeah. Flexible flyers? Yeah, uh-huh. Those things are fast. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to try one. I rode one, I, ha, I rode one with my dad, and, um, I freaked out, <laughs> and so I, I ran us into a snowbank. Good it was, job. It wasn't very fun. Good job, Caleb. Memories. Good job. Memories. Do you want to talk about uh, the sledding experience on that little hill next to your house? Huh? Remember how people would go sledding? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. um, we were driving over, it's it's a very long story, but to sum it up, um, we were all on this bus together, going away from school to my neighborhood, and then we looked over to the right, and I was explaining all my favorite childhood memories <laughs> of my favorite neighborhood, and my only neighborhood. Yeah, and, and um, your only neighborhood. <laughs> There's this there's this corner, this like very steep and huge hill on the side. I was talking about how people would normally go sledding down that hill, and I've been sledding, it's awesome. And that if you see large pits of just like grass or dirt, uh-huh. two years ago they had to remove giant rocks because sledders would keep running into <laughs> those rocks. And they were boulder size. So. Yeah. So, like, how would you miss those, though, you know? I mean, how would you uh, hit into those? You either just... have a bad sled or teenage boys messing around. Yeah. 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 Um, if you ever bring an inner tube on that sled, I talked about how you could, like, fling yourself into the road. Oh, that's so how... dangerous. <laughs> I think it's fun. But... What do you do? It's like you fling yourself in the road and a car's coming. What do you do? Holler. Don't hit me. <laughs> don't hit me! I don't know. <laughs> Last words, let's regrets, <laughs> secrets, let go. You know, 
Okay, well, that sounds like fun. Then I had something else. I forgot. Okay, I'll uh, go. Um, my Walt Disney World trip is coming up. Whee! I know, I'm excited. Um, and remember that you guys can email me at devin at tunedintown.com. That's D-E-V-A-N. <laughs> just, just throwing it out there. Shameless um, plug. What? It's like a shameless plug. I know. I know. You're, you're I just know. fully taking advantage of this opportunity. What? To have my name on everything? No, like, I'm going to Walt Disney World. It's going to be fun. But you should totally email us. You know? Well, email us so I can know what rides to record. I mean, I got a GoPro for Christmas, so. I mean, it's a nice one, too. You know, it's HD. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um,. I'm also gonna be gonna be doing, so just make sure you email us on what rides you wanna go on, or you yeah, on what rides you want you could, to see. You could do a 360 video. If I had a 360 camera, well, you should get a 360 camera. Oh jeez, dude, <laughs> do you know how much those are? <laughs> There's no trouble going into alone and uh, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, I'll I'll make sure to life do that. lessons from Caleb. <laughs> but um. Uh, I also, I was thinking about doing a, uh, kind of a spinoff series, you know, of live recordings and stuff while I'm at the parks and I created the intro and we have an official name for it, which I never asked you, do you like the name? Mixed opinions about it. Um, I mean, it's so the, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to stick with it unless Caleb can come up with something better. But it's of course uh, I can. <laughs> it's a uh, tuned in town travel mode. So you know, like how on your phone, right? It says airplane mode or whatever. This is just travel mode. So I created the uh, video intro, so like the vlog intro, which Caleb thinks it's crap, but I like it. Okay, I don't think it's crap. I think you did a very, very good job. Um, to a point or okay. a standard. Anyway. Before he hurts my feelings anymore. <laughs> Let's go ahead. Uh, did you think of what you were going to say? Oh, now that I remember it, yes. Um, now I lost it. Wait. Now I have it. Okay. Here okay. Go. Go. Um, so one of my New Year's resolutions was to make a new blog because my first blog kind of died. Um, so I made a new blog and it's awesome. You should go check it out. What is it? Oh, sorry. Um, Lemontasmic.weebly.com. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, I sort of changed how I did my blogs now. Hopefully weekly. Uh, it's more of a history blog. Yeah. You know I've been trying to write a book uh-huh. for some time, and I actually have gotten someplace. Um. So I wrote this huge, huge, huge article about the history of Fantasmic. I had to research thousands of web pages, not well, hundreds of web pages to find information on it. You should totally go check it out. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, and then um, I'm thinking maybe we can do a blog on our website, a blog page, which I think would be cool. Yeah. So I, I finished with my goals this year. Hopefully, it lives for a year. Um, yeah. So. I feel happier that I actually made a New Year's resolution and did it. Good job. Thank you. Good job. Good, good job, Caleb. 
it was actually a good one. Yeah, I know. I uh, I like messing around with our website. It's fun to see what you can do. So, yeah. Yep. Okay. 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 Tomorrowland Beetle. Totes. Okay. Tomorrowland Beetle. Initiate countdown. And now, and now for the news. Okay, welcome to a. Uh, I almost said eventually. Take two. Yeah, <laughs> Tomorrowland Beagle. Welcome to Tomorrowland Beagle. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start since Caleb started on Adventureland Chat. Yes. Um, mine is a video about the new kind of opening ceremony at Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World in Florida, which you know, kind of works for me but <laughs> it's a it's a called let the magic begin and it's just kind of like this quick little uh stage show in front of cinderella's castle uh, about them starting up the magic of magic kingdom yeah and you know you have a quick brief moment of fireworks which in the daytime oh i talked um, about this it's a way shooting fireworks off in the daytime all you see is smoke and bright like faint red flares or whatever yeah Yeah. but i don't know it looks it looks okay you have all of the uh new uh character masks faces yeah faces of how now their mouths can move and their eyes can blink yeah Yeah. i thought it was only mickey mini but caleb all of them told me that it's now goofy and donald and it's been that for a while they changed the faces though like last year in december the mickey and Minnie faces I think I look nasty. They, they sh- kind of look plasticky. Yeah, like it's mm-hmm. just the design of the faces, not like the yeah. They don't suits. Yeah, yeah. it look it looks like a weird material. Well, to be honest, all of them are weird materials. But yeah, but I mean to actually make it so that they're they can move, you know. Yeah, that's cool. Which, yeah, but um, that's my article. Uh, yeah. You want to go ahead and go? Okay. Um. So the Star Wars Half Marathon is going to return once again to Disneyland. Return of the Jedi Marathon. Ha. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, uh, all I know is that you should, if you're a runner or a half marathon runner, I know that they do, I think they do kids marathons or teenager marathons, yeah. something like that. Um, you should totes go try your luck at it and totes my goats shout out to mr walker <laughs> keep going i'm okay, sorry um and they have all this cool little merchandise they threw out there which i wish they still they manufactured or produced still but without the half marathon thing yeah because i would love to own some of that but mm-hmm. i would be i think i'd be like dishonored or a disappointment you know, with something that says the half marathon, I never ran it. So yeah, yeah. Mulan story. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, so, you guys can. Oh, sorry, are you done? No. Okay. <laughs> Keep going then. You should go check that out. On our website <laughs> at tunedintown.com. Okay. Now for the moment you have all been waiting for, uh, in Miscellaneous Matterhorn, we're going to talk about the history of Club 33, which uh, Caleb, when we get back, will explain what Club 33 is. I will. First of all. Yeah. I will. You will. So stay tuned uh, (laughs) as we move into Miscellaneous Matterhorn. 
and welcome to episode 33 on the history and secrets of Club 33. Woo! Woo, yeah. We need to have, like, sound effects. So, <gasps> like, no, no, no more sound of No, no. Once we get official sound effects. This is official. No, just, like, the fake laughter and whatever, right? <laughs> oh, oops. No, that one works. See? Yeah. Just... Our live studio audience. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for coming out tonight. <laughs> of course, I cannot do this without my friend, Devin. <laughs> I'm just going to let him rant out for a minute. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. No one with miscellaneous Matterhorn. <laughs> Wait, are they booing me? <laughs> oh. No. Yeah, see, there you go. No, that's booing. <laughs> okay. We're good. That's our new live studio audience. <laughs> um, but miscellaneous Matterhorn for Club 33. Uh, how about you explain what Club 33 is? Okay, um... Well, explain it or talk about the history. No, just explain. So people who don't know what the Club 33 is. Well, if you've been living under a rock for the past decade or so, Club 33 is, um, in the nicest possible way. (laughs) (laughs) Just just keep going. Okay, Club 33 is a restaurant that's normally reserved for members, um, sometimes for VIPs or press previews. Where's the booing one? What? <laughs> Cuts off automatically. It's reserved for VIP and members. So boo. Yep. Okay. Continue. Um. What are you? Okay. It's normally it is a restaurant. Um. Apparently, it does buffet style. I did not know that until today. Interesting. Um. It's really just a like a chill place. Yeah. Go out. It's a, and chill. It's in New Orleans Square. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of in a secret location on Royal Street. Just kind of not a very bigly marked door, if bigly's a word. You know, but yeah. Okay, Club 33 history. Let us begin. So, as many of you know, Walt Disney in 1964 went to the 1964 World's Fair. Huh, what a coincidence. What a coinky dink. What? I don't know. It's from something. I don't know what. But as he noticed there, uh, many of the big companies, such as like Coca-Cola um, and stuff like that, had VIP lounges or suites. And he got the idea of he's like, hey, you know what? I own a theme park. It's <laughs> like, I deserve a VIP lounge. <laughs> so he's like, how about we build one? And so... Um, well... I'm sure it took lots of months of development and yeah. ideas. Yeah, yeah. Um, but once he got back, um, Walt Disney assigned Dorothy Redmond uh, to be the head Imagineer or... Uh, director. Yeah, set director of uh, the whole concept. So she drew up a couple water paintings, and it's mainly what it turned out. It didn't spend much time in Blue Sky. 
it went through pretty quickly. Ew, yeah. It like well, the well, water to be honest, it were... was it was like, hmm. There's a facade in New Orleans we could use. Let's rip it out. You know. Yeah. And yeah. And then just like the design, the interior design was processed pretty quickly. Yeah. It did not spend much time in blue sky. Um, so they um, started construction. Uh, and then Walt Disney invited um, Walt Disney and his wife, Lily Disney, uh, went to, invited uh, Dorothy Redmond and Neil Curry, uh, the set director, to accompany him and Lily, you know, yeah. to uh, Walt, or New Orleans uh, and uh, buy some antiques that would furnish the club. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, uh, in 1966, Walt Disney died and yeah, six months after he died, club 33 opened. So we never actually saw the finished opening of, uh, club 33. Yeah. But, um, later it turned into a members, uh, club, not just a VIP lounge or such. I got some information here. Okay. Um, in case you were thinking, huh, when I'm an adult, I totes want to be a Club 33 member. Yep. And so... I'm thinking that every like day of my life. Every teenage dream, who wants to be a millionaire and own a lot of land and... Own Disneyland. Do lots of millionaire <laughs> things that millionaires do. Um, the initiation fee is now over $10,000 per person. Plus three thousand five hundred year in annual dues, and the waiting list was finally cut off by a thousand. So, um, you know, you could be that rich, rich kid, millionaire person. Um, at seventeen, you'd probably have to wait like a good ten, maybe five, five to ten years on yeah. a waiting list to actually get in, and that costs money to get on the waiting list. Mm-hmm. And then you actually have it costs to, every year. Yeah, and to then, stay on the waiting list. And then you have to pay more to be a member every year and on top of that you have to pay more for your meal so um yeah i i wouldn't i would say like one time is good like if you got an invitation to go but yeah if you it's the finest cuisine 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 in uh the disneyland resort so yeah um that pretty much yeah it's a uh buffet lunch and plated dinner uh, yeah which is weird i never thought it, i that never it was thought a, it would ever be a buffet uh-uh. so let's go ahead and get into club 33 secrets <laughs> thank you thank, thank you. you oh thank, thank, you. You. thank you thank you you guys you guys did too much for me oh please please <laughs> okay okay we get all right um you can turn it off, Caleb. What are you talking about? Live studio Dude. audience. Oh All right, gosh. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Okay, so uh, I went to Club 33 when I took the... What? Wa- uh, Wait, I didn't eat I did there. not know about I didn't, this. I didn't eat there. So, surprise! But um, I went to Club 33 um, on the Walk in Waltz Disneyland Footsteps Tour. Huh. Uh, we went into the lobby. Oh. Area, so I saw this uh, first item that they came up, and they kind of talked about it. So I'm just gonna hurry and do this really quick since I know a little bit about yeah. it. Uh, but right as you enter, there are three main rooms in, no, four main rooms in Club Thirty Three. You have the lobby, 
the uh, normal seating area, the second landing, and the uh, trophy room. Inside the lobby, uh, there is a French lift elevator. Um, Walt Disney saw this in Paris when he went on a trip, and he wanted it. So he offered the person who had it money, but he wouldn't accept. And so Walt Disney um, threw up a couple sketches, and when he got back to Club 33, he remade it as like an exact replica of the ones, one he saw in Paris. Authentic replica. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then uh, that's pretty much it in the lobby. Besides, it has a lot of uh, has a lot of New Orleans uh, art and uh, what do you call? I don't know, just a lot of art and statues and stuff in there. Did you take the elevator lift? No, you weren't allowed upstairs. Oh, that's I know it was weird. Creepy. But um, uh, after you go into the elevator and or the stairs and you go upstairs, you reach the second landing, and Caleb is going to talk about that. Of course, um, the marble top counter used. Oh yeah, um, so there's a little, I, I wouldn't say so much a counter, but more of like a half a desk stuck to the wall. Yeah, like a vanity. Yeah, um, it's a marble top counter that was used in Mary Poppins. I remember seeing this. If you ever look back on the movie in the Banks house, mm-hmm. you can see that. Um, it is the only place that sells alcoholic or hard drinks in the park. So, yeah. Um, if you were a teenager, uh, don't drink, please. Um. <laughs> <laughs> please drink responsibly. Do not drink and drive. Uh, and then the glass phone booth, you said. Oh, okay. Um, so I figured that this out, but I don't know. It's been a while since I've read this article. Um, There is a phone booth or a replica of a phone booth that's supposedly from the Disney's Happiest Millionaire. Um, If you look back... The movie. Yeah, the movie. If you look back on this movie and look at that phone booth, normally in a movie you have two props. Mm -hmm. Um, That is because either one actually accidentally gets damaged. They're normally weak. Yeah. Like, only allowed to last three months at most. So, um, this one is a replica of what the phone booth would be like. The other ones are mostly... Well, the other ones have been thrown away. So. Yeah, but it's not the original, which is not, most people think. Yeah. It's a false urban legend. So It is a false urban legend. Yeah. Okay, um... In the main dining room, uh, it features a lot of concept art for the New Orleans Square attractions. So you see a lot of pictures uh, and concept art of what the pirates would look like. And then also you see like some really cool uh, renderings of the Haunted Mansion, of what they wanted it to look like. And it doesn't look like anything it is, does now. Yeah. And so that's pretty cool. Uh, and then we move into the trophy room. Oh, I did not know this. So apparently... Mr. Disney's wife, Lily, or Lillian Disney, owned a butterfly collection. That's hanging in the trophy room. Yeah. There's so. nothing scarier than butterflies impaled on, like, yeah. plywood. That's... Yeah. In framed. And, you know, yeah. 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 Uh-huh. They're meant to be flying and not killed. <laughs> but so. uh, that's actually the... Um, what what, what else is in the trophy room? 
Uh, there's a bunch of stuff. There's pictures of Walt Disney or Disneyland photos of like opening day and stuff. Did, he act- did, did you go in there? Hmm? Did you go in there? No. Oh. No. Did they have any trophies or do they have any trophies in there? No, not really. It's just, it's supposed to be, you know what a trophy room is? It's supposed to be like animals, like, oh. you know, the head of the animals up on the... He hunted? What? No, it's just, it's supposed to feature a New Orleans uh, oh. Oh. motif. But uh, probably one of the coolest things in the trophy room that a lot of people know about is the audio animatronic vulture <laughs> in the corner of the trophy room. Um. Oh, the trophy room is where you can eat too, you know. It's kind of like a special dining area. But the vulture, uh, in the early concepts, it was supposed to talk and communicate with the guests because there were hidden chandeliers. Yes, there were hidden. No, there were micro. There were hidden microphones in the chandeliers that guests would talk to the vulture, and the vulture could talk back. Which I don't know how this could have existed in 1967. Technology. Well, let me tell you why. <laughs> okay. Um. I don't know where they would do this. Probably Main Street USA, where the big audio recording Disneyland area is. Mm-hmm. Um, they would have someone like on shift or something that would listen through those microphones, and then they would use their voice to communicate with. And it. would they just like press a button to move the? Uh, did I talk to you about that no? tiki bird at the Walt Disney Family Museum? I think you did. Oh, yeah, how it could be controlled. It's basically pressing a button, like, over and over and over again. Yeah. It's just a joystick. So... Okay. Um, yeah, that's how they would do it. But this was, like, way before Turtle Talk with Crush and mm-hmm. stuff stuff like that. So it was amazing. It yeah. was supposed to be state-of-the-art. Yeah. So... Uh-huh. Okay, uh, and the last uh, little fact or secret is that uh, Club 33 is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Woo! Oh, we didn't even talk about the name itself. Oh, okay. Go ahead. What, what was the Mickey thing? Oh, yeah. So, the name Club 33, no one exactly knows where it originated. Uh, Walt Disney knew that... Um, a lot of clubs would be based off of numbers of like the street address, but there is nowhere. Uh, there were the street that Club Thirty Three is on is on Royal Street, so no one really knows where Thirty Three came from. And you know, most people think that since you turn three sideways, it creates an M, and you know that's Thirty Three, so it's MM, which stands for Mickey Mouse. Many things. Correction. Um, so the name Club 33 actually originates from 33 sponsors who help sponsor the park, aka Pepsi Cola, you know, you got your, what else, like the ride sponsors. Oh, like Goodyear like, and Ford and... Yeah, so huh, Goodyear presents the People Mover and... I thought that it was, uh... It was supposed to be for VIPs, not members, that's why, where you get VIPs is like the... CEOs of these companies that sponsor. Mm, So, yeah, 33 sponsors. Pretty cool. I did not know that. I thought that no one really knew where it came from. Um, It could be that. That's probably the most likely answer because there were, you know, 33 sponsors. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's not scientifically proven, but research. Scientifically. <laughs> researchly proven. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's probably one of the biggest reasons why it's named that. But yeah. Okay, cool. Um, okay, well, thank you for joining me. Mm-hmm. We're done. Yeah. No, here it goes again. But, uh, you just, well, thank you for joining me. And, uh, and thank you, live studio audience. Woo! Thank you. Woo! Yeah. Oh, you guys are too kind. Too kind. I insist. Please. Please. Oh. Oh, 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 I'm blushing. Oh, thank you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, all right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> uh, we, uh, as always, we end here on the podcast with a quote from Walt Disney. And it says here... You can design and create and build the most wonderful places in the world, but it takes people to make the dream a reality. Thanks for listening, and thanks for tuning in.